You're now listening to Sound Talent Media. Check out more shows at SoundTalentMedia.com. Hey, what's up, everyone? I'm Matt Migaki, the vocalist of Cryptopsy and the host of the Vox and Hops Metal Podcast, where I sit down with fellow metal musicians. We talk all about their lives and music while sharing killer craft beers. If you've ever wanted to sneak backstage and share a beer with one of your favorite musicians, well, Vox and Hops is the podcast for you. This week on the podcast, I had an amazing conversation with Morgan Lander and S.J. Jones about Kitty Pig. There is this episode and over 450 other ones to help you enjoy life, metal, and craft beer. So what are you waiting for? It's time to become a Vox and Hops head. Cheers! <laughs> Hey everybody, this is Lizzie Hale from Hailstorm. Hey, what's up? This is Chadis from Hell Yeah and Mudvayne. This is Ron Bumblefoot Fall. Hey, this is Barbara Ryan Wild. And this is Daniela Clark. This is Johnny from Art of Dying. Hey, this is Nixie from Stitched Up Heart. Hey, this is Nick Reese from Joyous Bowl. Hey, this is Josh from Badflower. Welcome aboard the ship making way. Fuck! Hey, this is Ralph Sutton. This is Aaron Jones. What's going on, gang? Zach Wild here. And you're listening to Making Waves, the Ship Rock Podcast! Making Waves. Hey, welcome to Making Waves, the Ship Rock Podcast, part of the Sound Talent Media family and the fastest growing rock music podcast in the world. Our community is larger and more involved than ever, and we thank you so much for your support. Remember to review, rate, subscribe, and share. With that, let's welcome our guest tonight. She's, well, not really new on the scene, but she's new to us and uh, I think new in her uh, evolved state. Uh, so please welcome Lilith Czar. Lilith, thank you. Thank you. Thank you so much. Justin, for joining. thank you for the wonderful intro. Yes, so absolutely. You are a phoenix rising from the ashes. I am a bird on fire. Yeah. Listen, <laughs> Literally. I'm just going to... of hand. So that's the craziest yeah. thing. It's like yeah, look at watch. I can light myself on fire right now. <laughs> Listen, right out of the box, I just got to get this out of the way because it's been sitting on me for a while. <clears throat> and excuse me if I say it incorrectly. Who says oh, a woman can't think with her dick? From your song, King. Now, oh, when yeah. I first heard that, before I first heard that, the first thing I thought about was the old L7 song, Fast and Frightening, when Donita Sparks said, she's got so much clit, she don't need no balls. Oh, my God. Mm, right. So I was like, wow, that's a modern take kind of on this kind of, I wouldn't say a feminist thing. It's more like a women empowerment thing without kind of going into that area right there. So how did that come to be? I mean, I know there's stories you've you've spoken about, but uh, King, disgusting. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you know, King is essentially, you know, it's about being sick of feeling like I couldn't voice my opinions or I couldn't say what was exactly on my mind for fear of, you know, being called a diva or a bitch or insane or crazy or whatever it is. It's like, there's this, there's this kind of, you know, struggle that women have to put up with. And that's, we, if we do something, a a man does it's not taken the same way you know and it's like um a man can be completely opinionated and commanding and it's on his mind and you know exactly how he feels and he's strong and he's powerful and and he's a leader but I have found in the past for my own personal experience um that when I was that way I was 
labeled a bitch or, um, you know, not easy to work with or, or whatever it is. And I mean, so far as to being like, Oh, is it that time of the month and things like that? And you're just like, why? Cause I have something because I have an opinion about something. Mm. So it's just like, that's, it is, you know, okay. You, you build up a, at least for me again, you know, you build up sort of just kind of like a there's to it and you kind of shut it off and don't really, really pay attention to it, but it can definitely, it can certainly, you know, fuck with your, your, your psyche a bit. And this song is kind of saying like, and, and it's not just for women. It, the, the, the root of the song is, is who are you to tell me who I am, what I am, what I can say, what I can and cannot do because of my body. It's like a look past, look past the, um, the, the gender or whatever. And this is my, this is who I am and who, what my soul is about. Not necessarily just because, you know, I have a vagina <laughs> and, um, am I frozen? I'm, I'm no, 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 I'm, I'm no, I'm, I'm listening. Cool. You're good. Yeah. You know, I think and, and, I was like listening. Yeah. Okay, cool. Yeah, yeah. So, you know, the song is certainly it is an anthem for women. Um, but the deeper message is you should be allowed to be yourself and whatever it is that you want to be without being met with obstacles. And uh, you know, it's it's about taking your power or others will, you know. And that's essentially what that line is, is it's like who's who's to say a woman can't think with her dick is basically like it means who's to say I can't do anything a man or anyone else can do. Like who's to say I can't do what he can do or what she can do or what it's, you know, it's a, it's a much bigger uh, concept other than just like, you know, the surface level. uh, You know, it kind of goes back to the old adage that Ginger Roger could do everything that Fred Astaire did, but do it in heels and backwards. And and on her period, probably. Yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. I don't know. The studios may have taken those away from her. <laughs> Control is a weird thing. And fear, fear. I think, and I, I was listening very wholeheartedly to what you were saying, and I think the control yeah. and fear of losing control. Sorry, my dog Carl is like legitimately losing his mind back That's there. totally uh, but fine. It, this fear that doesn't, this like so... Um, I don't, I don't know. I don't know how to describe it. Cause I, I see it all the time in these spaces where it's like, what are you afraid of? I don't understand like why not you, but a male, a man in a room with other people, humans, whether they're a female or, or a man. I mean, if you're controlling the room and you have, I should say, if you have their attention, mm-hmm. regardless of what sex you are, there should be no fear of losing their attention. You should be excited to pass that attention along to other people and lift them up because everybody's got a different voice and life is about perspective and music more or less is supposed to be about perspective. And I think it's fucking rad personally that you can get into that room and take that, that attention and, and enlighten and elevate other women. Yeah. More, more importantly, because it's always bigger than Mm -hmm. ourselves, but educate other men. And, uh, I, I just wanted to say it was, it was dope hearing you talk the ah. way just for talking about it because it, well, it, it does need to be said thank you i'm so happy you're you know you you uh had such a great 
response to what I had to say about women and us also being able to think with our dicks. (laughs) Yeah. Well, it's an interesting part. Yeah. that. It's very interesting though, because the the music world, especially let's take the rock world specifically in your case is really being, I wouldn't say dominated, but women have found this playing this level playing field of sorts, whether it's you or it's Taylor Momsen, whether it's Lizzie, whether it's Maria, you guys are out there in mass, Amy Lee. I mean, you have this tour coming up. We'll talk about that's full of that whole, like, you know, we are here, hear us roar mm-hmm. and kind of thing. And we're here to stay. So yeah. I always find it interesting and a little off putting for myself is like when you still hear these stories that this is still going on. My God, I thought we outlived this. I mean, the, the runaways took it on the chin. You shouldn't be taking it on the chin in 2020. 2021 oh yeah no it's i mean it's um of course it's still going on um i deal with it always yeah say that again sorry you cut out i was gonna say the the levers of power never really kind of change sometimes that mentality kind of sticks around and it's going to take a long time unfortunately for it to kind of weed itself out yeah, but I'll, yeah, absolutely. But you know, when I, it's funny, I just finished uh, reading Blondie's uh, autobiography. And she obviously had to deal with, a, with that a lot um, coming up in her band. And she said something in the book that I like, God, it's just so, it's so true. Like she just like, you know, misogyny and oppression and all of that is just something I, 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 had to just deal with but i'm you know i'm a strong woman and i just didn't complain about it and i just fucking got on i just yeah and i just like th- that one that to be like I'm like yeah i mean that it's great like to be able to take my experiences and put them into music and definitely use what i've gone through to to lift up and inspire other women but it's also it's like women are so impenetrable like we're like it, it they're so fucking strong and it, it, and you got to just keep fucking going on you you got to if you see something that's wrong you go hey that's fucked up don't don't say that or whatever but mm-hmm. you know you just you just keep going it just makes yeah. you well women know have always tended to be more pragmatic than men so that obviously right <laughs> there is is one of their strengths so um, yeah. So speaking of, I guess it's an anthem of sorts, but uh, the newest single, Anarchy, kind of falls in more of an anthem thing now. I read that you mentioned mm-hmm. that you were kind of inspired by Queen and how they were able to get audiences going with some of their more an- anthemic songs. And this may be one of those mm-hmm. ones that falls into that category for you. Yeah, um, Anarchy, you know, when we were... Um, well, it was, you know, after we wrote it was when we kind of dived into like what we wanted it to feel like and like, you know, the beat and uh, the cadence, the, the guitar and all of that. But the song itself, you know, it's it, it, was, it was written kind of magically because we I was in Nashville with Scott and we were in with um, Zach Malloy and Blair Daly, who have you know been collaborators on this record and we had about like, I don't know, like an hour and a half, maybe two hours until we were going to look until the session was over. We were going to go get dinner or whatever. And we're like, let's just start an idea. Let's just start an idea really quickly. You guys can take it back to L.A. and finish it, you know, just so you just have something. And we're like, OK, 
So I was going through, I, I do a lot of like write at night. Like I'll just like write anything that comes to my mind in my notes. I have this whole like lyrics notes anyway. So I started going through it and I came across you and me, we are like anarchy. And I was like, let's start with this. An hour and 50 minutes later, the song was completely written, which is like kind of rare for me. Usually I, I, we spend a couple days, sometimes weeks on a song, you know, perfecting it. But this song, it was like it had fallen from the ether and was like waiting to be, it was like it had already been written. It just needed to be put on paper. And, you know, it it's certainly an anthem um, for those who feel like they have been told you can't succeed. Your dreams are not going to come true. Have been told, have been told they don't fit in. It is the, it is you screaming at the top of your lungs to the world who you are and that you're not going to apologize for it. And it's crazy to me that this song, I mean, it wasn't even really planned, you know, this wasn't even, it, it wasn't planned to have this be the song that kind of grew the legs and, and is, is, you know, grew the legs that it did. It, it, we, we had other plans in mind for, for singles and, and this song kind of just was like, no, it's me. Yeah. <laughs> you will pay attention to me. And so I, yeah, I just find it kind of poetic and really cool that, you know, um, this, this is a story. This song is like the story of my life. So I, I, I think it's super important for bands, whether they realize it or not, when they're writing this song, a song like this is like, yeah. Hey, we got to have that live song. That's going to really unite everyone together. Cause that moment, because quite honestly, that's what half people are waiting for. They're waiting for their signal lungs out to, to that chorus of that song he wrote. Yeah. And you go, yeah, this is our live song. And I'm sure that's probably one of those epiphany moments in the studio. Yeah, we that's well, to bring it back to what you you were saying about Queen, when Scott and I were laying the song down and, you know, kind of coming up with like what the what the heartbeat of the song was going to be. I was like, we got it. We need that fucking song. The entire crowd sings. We need that. Yeah, yeah, we need that. And so um, that's kind of why you get you know, the beginning of the like that, like it's like marching almost like that's what we wanted it to feel like. We wanted it to feel like your heartbeat was like marching to the song. And um, yeah, that's, that's why you have that beat. There's a song I want to ask you about, but I get to this quick commercial break before we go live here. So let me do this real quick. Um, And I know Chad has a plenty to talk to you about here. So that'd be great for the fans to hear. Um, Hey, folks, at this time, we'd like to remind you, you are not only listening to a kick-ass rock podcast right now, but we're also producing an amazing rock-themed cruise called Shiprocked. We'll be sailing to Costa Maya and Cozumel on the 12th voyage in January of 2022. Sail away into oblivion. That's metal oblivion, by the way. With Lamb of God, I prevail from ashes to new Steel Panther and our guest tonight, Lilith Czar. So make sure and check out Shiprock.com because cabins are still available and on sale. And with that said, welcome everyone from Facebook Live. Thank you for joining us tonight with our guest, Lilith Czar. Uh, before we continue our conversation here, um, remember guys, if you have a question for her, please put it in the comments and we'll pick one out from you guys. And uh, that's about it. So welcome, thank you for joining us and we'll continue on. One song I wanted to talk away about before I hand you over to Chad is the song Lola. 
Now, when I listen to the song, I'm thinking, man, you know what? If this was written in 1982, Journey could have taken this thing and run with it. Because you have that kind of they like... They still a, even, can. Absolutely. <laughs> but I don't want to take away from you. I just, one of those songs that first my mind went there because when the guitar part came in and those guitar melodies and what you were singing about the subject of, I got to get out of this town. Yeah. And it was just like, man, this is, it's not Springsteen-ish, but it's more of a Journey song because it felt like it tugged at that kind of like that high school part of my heart that still kind of lives. Yeah, so, absolutely. Mm-hmm. And well, it just showed you. me, you, yeah, you have such a mixed collection of songs on this album. It's not just synth pop or, you know, dark wave or whatever. It's got these rock elements that are basically could work on any kind of, I, w- I dare I say heritage rock station, but I guarantee you they wouldn't turn away from it. Well, I take that as a compliment because, you know, classic rock is, what I grew up listening to. Um, I think that the album, you know, it, uh, it definitely reflects my uh, love for variety of, of rock music, whether that's, um, you know, nineties grunge or classic rock, or, you know, even some Motown and uh, current, you know, modern rock. I, I think, I think that the reason why the, the record may, may take you on such a dynamic journey is because we really took the time to to write it you know we didn't write and record this record in two months we wrote and recorded this record over two and a half almost three years and so you know you go through just in that amount and plus going through covid you go you know life you go through so many different experiences and so many different and that's translated on the record because that is what I was experiencing over the last couple of years of, of making this album. And I think that's lent, that supports and lends itself to the, to the evolution and the, of Lilith Czar, you know, writing this, writing this record really, it, you know, it shifted a lot in my universe. Interesting. Over yeah. the course of two or three years in any any person's um, lifetime, there's a lot of uh, peaks and valleys. I would yeah, expect absolutely. That. Well, could you, I don't think you could expect a record not to to feel emotional uh, in both of those uh, in both of those aspects. Uh, yeah. If you're thinking about the way that a human you know a human reacts to to things like a pandemic or you know. A, a breakup or a, a new love interest or whatever, two or three years can, can provide you a lot of writing material. And I, yeah. I, I, I can only assume that it, it did exactly that. And you mentioned Motown. I'm from Detroit. I'm here in Detroit right now. And your voice has always been something that I found to be extremely um, dry, like driving yet soulful. And I, I followed you since when you started as Juliet Sims and then going into the automatic love letter stuff. And even when you went to The Voice in uh, 2012, and then coming back and doing Juliet Sims. And then mm-hmm. now here we are uh, with the rebirth. Wow, you um, followed me my whole life. <laughs> I've actually booked a, a automatic love letter uh, uh, back in the day as a talent buyer. So like what? those sort of things like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I've been doing talent buying for like 15 years. But wow. with that being said, as I wanted to ask you something because I think it's so interesting when somebody can do that. Like, uh, I had a band called Wilson. We talked about it earlier. And I think that we were trying to do the same version of this, but without, unfortunately, 
personally changing our name, right? Because that the idea of it feels so much more soothing and every win underneath that other moniker, whatever it is, feels great. And every loss doesn't feel as, as, as deprecating. Mm-hmm. Personal question here. Okay. How does it feel when you're seeing a success right now, currently with Lilith Czar and thinking about your name being Juliet Sims and having to push this down a little bit so this other part of you can ex- uh, succeed or, or, or exist, I should say, as an artist? Does it feel weird? Oh, absolutely. Um, I would... I would be a liar if I didn't admit that it's been like, you know, you put on this cape, so to speak, this new, this, I don't want to say mask, but, but yeah, like you put on this new, it's like entering into, um, it's like entering into the world for the first time. You know, you, you are, like make you want to make sure that it's different enough and that you're um that it's you're able to separate like being having to separate you know who who I was who who I am legally and what I was who I was born as from this you know new uh version of myself that I've become is, is super challenging 100% you know, you absolutely second guess things and you, you, I, I like, I, I obsess over small, little, tiny little details because I want it to be so Lilith and so artistic and exactly I want in, in every music video, I want everything I wear and everything that's on the table to mean something and have symbolism and I, and poetry. And it's like, it's all, very, I'm trying to do things in a, in a new way in a different way and in a better way and like not like I did in the past and so it's like it's certainly like learning to I don't know like drive and walk again yeah exactly Foo Fighters learning to walk again (laughs) Uh, and so um yeah but it's also at the same time it's also like I can do whatever I want (laughs) I get to fucking do you know I get to say whatever I want I I like I'm talking about all of these things that I've suppressed and and put away for so long and now I get to just you know speak my mind say what I want create what I want uh, the, the because it's so it's because it's in, in its infancy I have the um you know luxury of being like all right what's the craziest thing I can think of and let's do that yeah and so that's r- really fun yeah, you, know, you probably, sorry, I just, I was going to get a capstone on that. I suppose you probably also have uh, a tale and of, uh, of uh, trials and tribulations to relate back to. Like, okay. Well, I know that this doesn't particularly work for me. I don't think it will also work for Lilith. So let's, uh, you know, cross this off the list, but I think that this thing that didn't work for me will work for for Lilith, you know, for this version of yourself. And I'm sure there's probably something extremely freeing about, cause we're not, DNA of a human being, like we just talked about two or three years, it changes massively, but still stays the same. Yeah. Well, you know, I, I, yeah, I'm definitely true, but for, for me personally, and just being completely candid, I, um, this record and this whole process is the, is the first time I've ever done it sober. And that like deciding to completely, um, 
get clean and all of that and rid myself uh, of, you know, that fucking problem (laughs) has, it definitely was a huge shift for me. It was, whoa, feeling feelings, confronting problems, handling things, like experiencing everything for the first time with like really, really clear eyes and, and um, everything felt very, very new. And um, through that process, there was a, there was a strength that I found that I had that I didn't even know that I, I don't even know that I had before. And I, I definitely uh, owe that to a very difficult um, past. That's awesome it's, to hear. You know, it's interesting. Your life in a lot of ways kind of mirrors the way Alice Cooper has to deal with, you know, Vincent Fournier having to deal with his Alice Cooper uh, persona in the sense that like you just said, it, like, hey, when I'm Will Zor, I can say what I want. I can do what I want. But I'm, when I'm Juliet, I'm, you know, I'm, I'm going to the store. I'm paying bills. Oh, yeah. It's when I'm Juliet, of, I'm in pajamas watching some yeah, shitty it's show. A, it's <laughs> a unique perspective to have that kind of that mask of sorts you want to put on. Um, yeah. it's, it's more than a mask because it does become part of who you are. Yeah. But I find it very interesting. And, and But in reverse, it was like. Alice was the one for Alice that was getting into the dabbling and stuff. And it took Vince to bring him into sobriety. Well, it took, it took Lilith to bring Juliet into sobriety. So that's, that's kind of an interesting twist, but it's interesting to hear your story. Cause I'm like, man, it kind of sounds like Alice. And that's it's fascinating. Yeah. Yeah. Me and Alice were twinsies, you know, wouldn't be a bad tour. <laughs> I'm saying that wouldn't be a bad tour. Be great. I would not, I would not hate on that. Not no, one no, no. bit. Alice? Speaking of tour, Speaking you have a big of, yeah. one coming up. Yeah. And oh. like, what a way to kick off, like, not doing shit for a long time. <laughs> I mean, like, oh. yeah, I'm going to go on, like, a fucking amphitheater tour. You know? I know. Oh, my God, I know. Talk about, like, no, not, not even, like, easing into it. <laughs> yeah, seriously. <laughs> Here you go. How's that feel? That's going to be great. It's insane. Like, I, I couldn't believe it for, like, the first hour when I was told. I was like, no. You're bugging with me. That's a lie. Like, I, yeah, it was it was so crazy. Um, even when the the tour was, you know, presented itself, like, oh, this could be something that you could potentially get. I I was like, <laughs> no, like, there's no fucking way. And then it happened. <laughs> and I was, I'm, I, you know, I'm just, I'm really excited. Two women who are absolute goddesses powerhouse fucking badass like inspirations hailstorm and evanescence i i don't know i I, what can i say i'm a huge 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 fan of both bands both women um have inspired throughout the years and it is a dream come true and it's really interesting it's a really interesting tour because now you're getting this platform to be shown to a much larger audience and in a lot of ways, Amy and Evanescence are kind of getting reintroduced to that audience because they have been gone. So it's really, quite honestly, it's a, it's a, it's a good introduction for you and a reawakening for them. So it kind of makes a lot of sense. And then Lizzie and Amy do take they, they're bold with their moves on who they want to bring on tour. And with your you guys and Plush, um, 
very female centric. And I don't think they, sometimes I don't think they choose it off that. I think they base it off like these acts are great. We just all happen to be the same gender. Let's fucking do this. Yeah, and absolutely. Yeah, it's, it's a bill that makes a lot of sense. And I think it's going to, it's going to help drive you to such this immense audience. That's going to be, it's going to be fascinating to see what, what 2022 transpires from this tour. Yeah, absolutely. I'm super excited. I, yeah. um, it's, uh, just killer. And, you know, um, I've said this before, but the, but the support women have for each other in the rock community is unlike anything I've ever experienced, um, in any other genre. So. Yeah. It's, it's amazing. And a lot of women are working in that field. They're on crews. They're, they're lighting people, they're sound people, they're stage managers. So it's, you know, it's, it's, it's a big world out there and they're filling a lot of important roles. So good on that. So speaking of, I have two questions related to you being on the road from, if you don't mind from, from of our, to our viewers, uh, Randy, Randy wants to know what personal items do you take on tour that are necessary for you? That's a good question, Randy. You cut out that aren't what? Just what personal items you will you take on tour that are going to be important to you? Oh, okay. Oh, um, Mm, and it's like it's not the obvious stuff it's not like clothes and makeup and no, hey hey i've got to take my jbl bluetooth speaker whatever whatever okay. you want it to be all right well my pillow i take my pillow with me because um i have a very bougie neck apparently <laughs> and <laughs> bougie uh, <laughs> so that comes with me and um what else is really oh shit okay i have this i have to figure this out maybe somebody can help me with this i i am technologically not very inclined i get so it's amazing that i was able to log on to zoom today and be here with you guys because i am not do not hand me things that are electronic anyways i have this old I don't even know what it's called. What was the small, tiny, square iPod from back way back in the day? And it had like the clip on it, it uh, like a shuffle, shuffle, the shuffle. The shuffle, that's yeah. right, that's right. Yeah. Okay, so I have on this shuffle, shuffle, I have a singing. I have a few singing lessons that I did back in the day with this incredible uh, singing coach named Ron Anderson. He's like a bazillion dollars to get in with. So I don't, I don't. Uh, these these recorded sessions are very very valuable to me and but so i transferred way way back in the day cd to shut to to like computer to ipod shuffle i can't figure out how to get those lessons off of the ipod shuffle and onto like a newer device and it's so old that the only way it works is it has to be charging it has to be plugged in and charging at the same time that you're listening, but you can't, it's really complicated and it's a big pain (laughs) in the ass, but it fucking comes with me everywhere. (laughs) I I think, I think Apple made it proprietary that basically that's the whole technology. They were going to destroy it. And we're, (laughs) we we should talk about it again. We have tried songs on there. Besides like, did you like audio? Like there's a record or something or or is it how old these lessons are? It, he recorded our lesson on a, on like a CD, yeah. gave me the CD. I put the 
the lesson in my computer, which is long gone. That I don't know where that computer is. But before I got rid of that computer, I took those lessons and I put it on the shuffle. So it's on the shuffle, but the, it doesn't exist anywhere else. You know, I can appreciate your, appreciate your workflow. We've tried. No, we've taken we've taken it to the Apple store. They're oh like, what God. is what is this? <laughs> I wasn't born when Gen Z's are like, I don't know what this is. <laughs> I was two when this was put out. So yeah, we funny. had we had we had another question regarding tour and this is from Skylar. She wants to know how are you going to or how do you already physically and mentally prepare for tour? Um, yeah, it's a very good question. Um, well, you know, physically, I mean, I'm very active. I exercise every day. Um, I, the closer we get to tour, I do start, um, exercising like, uh, I'll like jog and sing at the same time, which is very difficult, but it, it helps you build up that like stamina of singing and running back and forth. Uh, something that I'm very, uh, uh, I have my discipline in with is, is singing every day, doing, doing those iPod playing vocal lessons <laughs> every day and, uh, and singing every day and just getting my voice in shape to be able to do what it needs to do on the road. Um, but besides that, you know, just a lot of crying, you know, a lot of, <laughs> Hiding in the corner, being afraid. You can cry on tour. You don't need to prepare for crying on tour. You can cry every I night. To, I, I like to cry really, really pretty. So that takes practice to not look like an hideous monster <laughs> while I'm crying on like stage. The Dane stuff from the, from <laughs> Titanic is just like the, the best, almost over the top, beautiful tears of all time. I get it, I get it. Oh yeah. man, what a good movie. <laughs> Great yeah. film. Great cry, too. Great cry. No, very good. Hey, can we, can, we ask one, can we ask one more question? Because tonight the questions are really good. Yeah, yeah. Not that they're always not great, but tonight they're exceptional. Thomas yeah. wants to know, what was the inspiration behind the name change? Um, lots of, lots of a variety of, um, of reasons I changed my name. One, you know, one that sticks out is... Um, that I felt I had become somebody else. I felt like I had shed my skin of the artist, Juliet Sims. I felt that um, there was so much about that artist I no longer was. And being somebody that's very, uh, that puts a lot of their real personal experiences into their lyrics and into their music, um, I wanted to be able to convey that um, as an artist as well. That part of, you know, the shift that happened in me as a person. And um, an another reason was I fucking, I don't know, COVID 2020. I was just like, oh, I need to do something crazy. <laughs> you know, it was, I just had one of those moments that I was like, I looked at my past. I looked at who I was as an artist. I was like, that's not, this is not it. This isn't, this, this ain't it. You know, my, my heroes are David Bowie and, you know, Elton John and, and I, and, and Stevie Nicks and we ethereal and all like, I just got to a point last year where I was just like, 
I need to do exactly what I want to do and exactly what I've been wanting to do my entire career or what the fuck is the point, you know? And that, that's, uh, that's when we made the decision. Yeah. That's strong. And that's awesome. And that's uh, probably the most badass thing that I think that any, any artist can do is to uh, honor the way that they're feeling in a way that gives no fucks about how it affects any of the the past because the current is more important anyways. So. Exactly. Thank you. Yeah. It, one yeah. thing, Lilith, you brought him up and I was going to bring him up because I was going to use it as my and or question, but I'm going to go ahead and do it anyway. I was going to ask you earlier, I'll just pull it. I was going to ask you Bowie or Mercury, but you kind of answered that one for me. Oh, uh, no, you can't. Well, let me go. I'm going to, no, let me go. Let me go one, one, one level deeper. Okay. David as Ziggy or David as Diamond Dog? <laughs> okay. Um, um, wait, wait. It's hard because he was always evolving and that's kind of like I feel like you're doing. You're going to be, you're going to have your, you're going to have your Diamond Dog days in your I, years I coming up. I hope so. I yeah. I feel like I this is walk the plank. I, I yeah, this well, this is, this is walking it without walking it, Chad. This is, well, she's obviously in hell. This so is let's diving off of it. Yeah. This is a horrible, horrible I'm trapped under the boat. Justin. I don't know no. if we Come can on. be friends anymore. Okay, fine. Ziggy. Really? Ziggy. Ziggy. All right. All right. Very good. Very good. I, I agree. I'm the, I'm the same. I'm on the same page. I'm going to take Ziggy. But ask me again. Ask me again in like three years. Who knows? When you finish the book. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Cause at that point you might be at a point where like, well, you know what? I really like this. Let's dance era. No. <laughs> also it's perspective, you know, like that's, a, that's such a, that's such a exactly about being a badass and making the decisions you want to make when you want to make them at the time. It felt yeah. Like yeah. Oh yeah. Absolutely. Three years ago, you're a different person. Yeah. Literally gone off of us and it rebirthed as new skin. Uh, I don't think you can have the same opinions uh, truthfully no. all the way through it three years later. So, yeah. wouldn't that be crazy if every three years you like, <laughs> you, you like actually shed your shell oh <laughs> and then you're like, uh, you were a completely different person just every three years? You, you know what's going to happen though is you're going to go, man, I really like the way my teeth were in that last phase. Can <laughs> in I that last it suit? Now? Yeah. What do I got now or whatever? Yeah. What, look at my hair. This is just going to be the worst three years of my fucking life. Oh my Where's god! My you shedding? Like, yeah, you get married, and then like three years later, you're like, oh. Oh, you can shed them too. No, I'm good. <laughs> bye. <laughs> <laughs> no, it, you're not it's saying bye. It's just a episode, natural. Actually. It's a natural thing. It's like you know, it's like sugar dissolves in water. You just kind of it happens. I just you just disappear from. So where are we going with this? Yes, oh, someone says a metamorphosis. Hmm. Chad, what kind of question do you have that's going to torture her? Actually, I don't know if it's going to torture her as much as you've been torturing her. Let me pull it up real quick because my uh, my little thing just went away. Okay, cool. So <clears throat> it's not really a question per se that I think um, will torture anybody, but it's more or less like an interesting, I'm, I'm interested in the answer. What was it that you did when you were younger to get in trouble? Like the consistent thing, like when you got in trouble, what was, what was it? it that you did the most? Yeah, 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 yeah. That activity. Oh man, there's so many things that I did that were bad. Okay. Um, well, smoking. I was a big fat okay. 
smoker. I would like, I got kicked out of school a couple of times um, for not going to class and smoking, you know, like in the bathroom, that whole cliche thing. Um, I am a a walking cliche. I would get, I, uh, cheating on exams, you know, cheating uh, in school. Um, not cause I didn't know the answers just because I, I don't know. I wanted, I wanted to get a hundred percent. I could have probably yeah. passed the, just because you know, but it's I, like, oh, whatever, it doesn't matter anyways. I want to be the best. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, let's see. Um, stealing my parents' car in the middle of the night. So they'd go to bed. Oh, you know, these that. all sound like very Americana things. Smoking, cheating on tests, and stealing your parents' car. This is, this is, this is teenagehood, right? This is teen life. This is yep. that was, yeah, I mean, I, um, I, I was really living it up in Florida. What can I tell you? What can I say? I was having... We're in Florida, real, by the way, just out of curiosity. Oh, God. Um, like this small little town near Tampa Bay. So, okay. I can yeah. see that. Like That's right a classic off the Tampa move, you know? Yeah. Smoke cigarettes. Smoke. Let's go steal my mom's fucking car tonight. Right? Yeah. <laughs> what am I, a 65 year old woman? In my mind, everybody. Smoking, yeah. Smoking, yeah. Definitely 65 year old women. Just look at this. But my mom, my mom, dude, my mom, though, she was like a human, like, like detector. Like she, she would know where I was. Oh my God. And she would find me. And it was scary. This one time though, this, my parents are so fucking cool. This one time. So I had this bedroom that the windows led right out to the um, driveway, like where the cars were. And, um, I, so I, like I could just sneak out of the window. I wouldn't have to go through the front door to leave. And, um, it was like one o'clock in the morning, everybody's sleeping. I'm like, my this is my time. So I sneak out the window. I, t- we did classic. You turn the, you don't turn the car on. You just put it in neutral and then you back it out and then push it forward until you're far enough. And then you start it. And yeah. So I go and hang out with my friends. We drink like Smirnoffs. You guys remember those <laughs> and, um, drive home. Don't do that kids. Uh, and I'm I'm sneaking no, back you in. You push you push the car home. <laughs> yes, because <laughs> you're responsible. Yes. Yeah, no, I, I actually recruited a guy, a <laughs> sober way. guy, to that push way. the car home. Yeah. Um, so I uh, so I grab I grab this blanket. Sorry, my computer's dying. So I grab this blanket from the car because I was like, oh shit, I have to I have to sneak back in and like I um, the the railing, whatever you call it, like the window set sill was like, it kind of hurt. So I'd like have this blanket that I'd throw the blanket over and I'd like snake myself over the windowsill. And so I'm doing my little snaking thing and I'm like trying to get in. I'm like trying to be shifty and quiet about it. And all of a sudden (laughs) the light goes on and I'm halfway through the window, but outside front torso inside. And my parents are (laughs) I was standing there and we all just start laughing so hard. I mean, it was just so fucking funny because <laughs> yeah. I was like stuck and I, <laughs> and then they were like, ah, okay, you're grounded. Can I, can, can I please tell me that you guys went down to the main strip, drove around and listened to Molly crew. Just tell me that's what you did. We went down to the, we would go down to the um, Clearwater beach uh, strip. Okay. It was called, it was called the strip. Sure. But it was it was not Molly Crew. 
it was like it was like Nelly and uh, I'm not even gonna lie. What's um, my my now? friends though, here's the thing though, is my friends weren't cool. Like I secretly was like, yeah, fucking Nirvana and Foo Fighters, but like all my friends and stuff were like Black Eyed Peas, Nelly. 50 yeah. cent. Like this was Florida. <laughs> All right. Listen, I'm going to, this is kismet. Let me tell you why. Randy had another question. This is good. And it falls right into what you said. I think you got the questions before I did. She goes, if you had to collaborate with either a country or hip hop artist, who would it be? And what would the song be? Oh my God. Um, you already have an affinity for hip hop. So this should be kind of easy for you. Um, Honestly, honestly, I am friends with this person, but I think he's stupid talented, like so unbelievably talented. I, I want to make it happen. I would love to do a collab with Hyro the Hero. Yeah, he's great. Yeah, he's yeah. so I would love to do a collab. I think he'd be totally down for that, like tomorrow. I Let's yeah. make it happen. And what song? Oh, my God. I mean, it would. We're so we're talking a cover, obviously. Um, <laughs> maybe like I don't know, like a Black Sabbath song, like War Pigs, just like. <laughs> I was Chad, I don't throw, know. Can you throw a beat over that riff? I think Chad <laughs> can throw a beat over that riff. Yeah, I think I, my mind immediately went to that Mary J. Blige uh, Method Man. Um, Oh God! Right. Now I ha wait. Um, it hang on, let me look it up. Back then too, and it was like, I mean, I know how Hyrule will say yes. Yeah. <laughs> As a yeah. Dude, like who actually like did this? Like I said, hey, hey, can you come to my apartment right now and record all the songs? <laughs> I'll be there in a minute, man. I know. Yeah, no I, I wrote, he's the best. I shared a bus with him on uh, tour disrupt, and uh, he's like, I just I love him so much. Just, yeah, the they were telling me that that was a great time that that uh, that tour. They lo they love you, by the way. I know that, so you you're good. That's you're awesome. good. That's awesome. Yeah, it started off a little uh, started off a little uh, shaky where I had to fucking mom their asses. They'll tell you. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! But then it was fine. It was like the first the first couple of days. I was like, oh, these guys are fucking crazy. They're like <laughs> wild. And like, this is my first sober tour. And I was like, you're not going to fuck this up for me. Yeah. <laughs> like, I was like, holy shit. Like they were, they were um, wild, like wild. And which is great. Do your thing. Um, but yeah, I had to mom their mom them a bit in the beginning. And then it was, and then we all became best friends and fell in love with each other. It was great. Um, All right, so Hyro, Hyro doing some Sabbath. <laughs> what's that? Hey, what, what's that? What's that? Uh, you could do a, a, a kind of a mix where you do Sabbath right into what's that? Scrubs. I don't want no scrubs. Oh, That'd be good. Yeah, TLC. There we go. TLC? There we go. Yeah. Right. yeah, there you Somebody go. Man. In my head. We're doing I don't know it. Why I thought it. I have no clue Maybe why I thought it. that. Yeah. Anyway, it's a good song. Uh, we've had song. you for like an hour, sixty minutes of your time. Uh, Chatty, do you have anything? else to say to uh, Mrs. R? I do, but I think that we should do a, a volume two. Um, maybe on the ship we could set Oh, yeah, we're definitely having her. her on our Making Waves version on the ship. And guys, we I will be doing that. Making Waves on the ship, so. Hell yeah. Yeah, that'd, yeah, that'd be fun. And we can talk about the tour and all the good stuff you did over Christmas. Awesome. I'm yeah. so excited. 
So, guys, uh, thank you, Chad. Nothing else right now, my friend. (laughs) (laughs) I said that wetted my whistle, you know. Oh, hey, speaking of, before before we let you go, (laughs) have you you. been on a cruise? Have you been on a cruise ship before? Okay. Oh, my God. All right. We can like say we're like cool to say whatever we want, right? <laughs> say what? Say what? I'm sorry. You're surprised you haven't cursed more. That's I was hoping for some cursing or something. Okay. Well. Okay. Listen. Say whatever you want. Okay. <laughs> Don't look at guys. I have me and my we have a rule. You want to know the, what the rules are? There's two rules. Don't go in the forest. Don't go in the ocean. Show <laughs> in the forest. <laughs> That's where all the creatures are. That's where all the hobbits and goblins live. What's wrong with that? Because it's, it's not our it's not our land. It's not look at that's here here's the thing. Here's the thing about going on this trip. I'm doing this because I love rock music and I love playing rock music and I wanna be with the I wanna be with the rock music lovers, but someone's gonna have to hold my hand a lot. <laughs> you hate the water? You guys are like great. This is a really great sales pitch. You really, you yeah. Well, no, it's amazing because you're really not. You're on the water, but you're not really on the water. No, 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 no. You're a big be, piece of floating steel. Yeah, you know, Moses no, or anything, you know. I, <laughs> <laughs> That's right. Oh man, I no, I've been on a cruise before. Um, threw up a lot. Um, <laughs> Great, sexy. That's really your merch, your merch is gonna rock. Yeah. Yeah. It's gonna have a lot of me all over I'm it. Puke on the back of the, across the shoulder. I might throw up on you. Yeah, exactly. Don't get too close to the stage. No, you're gonna be fine. You're gonna be fine. It's gonna be wonderful. You're gonna be so concerned with how your performance is going that you're not even gonna give the thought that you're in the no, middle I'll of the ocean. Just, I'm just gonna, I'll just be I'm just gonna say that back. you're not even gonna give thought that you're in the middle of the ocean. The middle of the ocean. The no, the no, for real though, I'm actually really excited. It's <laughs> in the middle of the ocean. No, it's going to be really, really fun. I'm very much looking forward to it. Absolutely, absolutely. Listen, we're stoked to have you. It's 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 such an amazing. We're you know we're like anyone. Our cruise is evolving the way we bring our acts on and who we bring on, and we want to introduce people to these incredible acts. And uh, you're obviously one of them. So thank you for coming aboard, and thank you for your time tonight. We really do appreciate it. Super honored, you guys. Thank you. So, guys, check it out. Uh, Lilith's album, uh, Created from Filth and Dust, is out. You can get that wherever you buy things at brick and mortar shops. You can go to streaming platforms. But go buy the – is it on vinyl? It is on vinyl, uh, CD and vinyl. Uh, You can get that. Just go to lilithzar.com, and everything is there. All the streaming platforms, physical merch, social media, everything is there. So check that out. Always buy the vinyl. The vinyl is the coolest. Just Dude, cool. I, I, this is my first vinyl. So I was, when mine arrived in the mail, I was just, it was so beautiful. It's so beautiful. It's, yeah. I really put a lot of thought into, you know, how it looks and how it looks when it's spinning and, and the artwork and all of that. And so, um, yeah. Yeah, that's you really should, great. Yeah. And remember, guys, starting November through December, so November through the holidays, uh, Lilith will be out with uh, Evanescence, Hailstorm, and Plush. So get your tickets now. They're on sale. And then mm-hmm. wait. You'll know exactly what to expect when she sails with us in January 22nd or January 22nd, January of 2022, uh, where she will be on the ocean. And yep. 
Yeah. <laughs> Maybe. Maybe on the ocean. No, it's going to be. Anyway, anyway guys. Hey, listen, thank you guys for your questions tonight. Those are really good. We'll hook up with you guys afterwards uh, to let you know what we're going to do for you. Uh, those who pose the questions. Thank you again. Uh, I'm Justin. This is my host, uh, co-host Chad, and Chad is also Hello. obviously you know the host of Shiprock 2022. And uh, this is Lilith Czar, and she's been so gracious for the time. So thank you again. Thank you guys so much. I really appreciate you having me, and I'm really looking forward to. Shiprock. But before we check out, guys, remember this episode will drop uh, this Monday at 9. AM Eastern time will be available where you get streaming and also on YouTube. We, we do that these days. We're kind of caught up with technology ourselves. We wow. so, uh, YouTube's. Remember guys, uh, make sure and check us out next week, but we couldn't do this show without some of the folks that uh, we love so dearly here. So our show producer, Al McManus, our show engineer, Jennifer Zito, our show coordinator, Heather Smith, and of course the captain, Alan Koenig. So thank you again, guys. Um, and we'll see you next week. Lilith, thanks. Thank you guys so much. Thank you you very, very much. All right. See you soon. Cool. Hey, this is Chris Swinney, formerly of the Ataris and currently host of That One Time on Tour, part of the Sound Talent Media Podcast Network. Have you ever wondered what it's really like on the road? The highs can be euphoric, but the lows can be crushing. Join me every week as I chat with industry pros about what it's like living out their wildest dream and in some cases, their worst nightmare. Past guests of the show include members of NoFX, Pennywise, Bad Religion, and more. Listen and subscribe at SoundTalentMedia.com.